1: Hello everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Harley K. your home for Pro Wrestling Talk, right here on the BICBP Radio Network. My name is Matt Johnson, I am back to the show, and I'm alongside my main man from, well, from some other shows here on the network, Johnny
0: Townsend, how you doing buddy? I am doing fantastic, of course Matt, uh, we are not joined today by Sir Christopher Chavez. Uh, he is on assignment, uh, he is on assignment to AEW, and we... We we're kind of concerned he might have taken a chair shot to the head. We don't know. Maybe that's why he's not able to be on today. <laughs> he's a little loopy. <laughs> it, it, it very well could be that. Um, yeah. Yeah.
1: Speaking of really unruly chair shots to the head. Uh, yeah. This past week was AEW Fighter Fest, and really, uh, I think it was really, really good thing for AEW uh, as a whole. Just continually booking these big events that just get a lot of attention, and. I don't know. I just I just like the flow of their shows. I I really do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I what I really like about it is it doesn't matter uh if one certain type of wrestling really uh, appeals to you more than another. You're going to get at least one kind of match that's going to appeal to your sensibilities.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, whether it's, you know, a lucha style match, you like the pow- the big, you know, some some of the powerhouse guys or you get the technical stuff. It's a very well-rounded show from top to bottom. And what I've liked about AEW so far is that it really, it's the, they're not wasting screen time, like valuable screen time on storyline, which I think is huge. It's legit match after match after match after match. just keeping the flow of the show really, really well. And I think that's part of the reason why fans are gravitating toward it so much.
0: Yeah, I think it definitely helps, uh, and it also really helps that even if you're like a you know somebody who's not hardcore in the wrestling, it also helps that uh, they really truly have so many different characters already, and they're all really good. They all can go.
1: Yes, yeah. I mean that, that's a, that's an important trait too. I mean, a lot of these guys they 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 can be their characters anywhere else in the world. So a lot of them already have that cult following, and the fact that you're bringing it together for you know. What's you know some fans might consider like a super indie level, you know what I mean? Where, where you know like Ring of Honor, where these elite guys who get booked and shipped everywhere, uh, they all meet at this one place. That's the AEW vibe. They're yeah. already well established characters. They don't have to do a whole lot to um, to build these characters up. You won't see people, you know coming out to an entranceway and then walking back in for three months to hype them up you're not going to get that it's just no. going to be straight wrestling everybody's already relatively well known and i think that's that's definitely a strong suit for
0: aew right now i think it'll, it'll probably change a little bit once the tv show actually starts but uh they've so far they've done a really good job of sort of keeping the storylines relatively simple but still making sense yes uh, which is a huge deal. I think that's one of WWE's main problems is they've been around for so long uh, that they constantly feel the need to uh, do something different and new. And you, you remember that there's an episode of South Park that famously uh, Butters was trying to uh, like find new ways to kind of take over the world as his Professor Chaos character. <laughs> and yes. everything he tried to do, his little minion would say, I've, Simpsons did that already. You know, so it could never top it. But then at the end of the episode, he's like, "Well, who cares if the Simpsons did it? You can just do it too. It doesn't matter." <laughs> you know, uh, after Ab- your own spin on it.
1: Absolutely, you, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. Right, is I, th- I think what you're alluding to. And yes. WWE has tried very difficult, like put it hard, made it harder on themselves in recent memory to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, sure, storylines are gonna get recycled, this and that, but. I don't know. There's just uh AEW just hitting the mark so far. And it's yeah. they they may struggle. You are 100% correct. They may struggle. Things may get different once, you know, you have to produce weekly television programming. But I don't know. For right now, I think the uh yeah, I just I just think the flow of it is working really well. Um, it makes me happy because on the other end of the coin, um and we'll get into this a little bit. WE just this past week started kind of changing things a little bit of a shock factor going on so and that's what we wanted that's what we wanted and hoped for uh with aew is to push uh is to make wwe better we've been wanting competition for years years and years we wanted it we wanted impact to be you know this this good where wwe changed their booking style and made things interesting And I'm not saying it's been all bad uh, since WCW closed. There's been a lot of really good years. There's been a lot of really bad years. But this is just good for everybody.
0: Everybody. Yeah, I think it's just easy. I mean, I don't know if anyone could really disagree with the fact that the most interesting time in wrestling uh, was, was especially in my lifetime, uh, was when it was WCW taking on WWE, and they were going back and forth trying to be better than the other. Yes, and, I mean, it was just better for anybody who's a wrestling fan. I just, you know, both sides were trying to, and the wrestling fan really won in that. Because knowledge. Oh, I, mean, I mean, we got uh, the Attitude Era, and then we ended up getting, uh, you know, NWO. That's two amazing things, you know. So it's just. They uh, they needed. WWE has, makes so much money. They still have so much money, despite how low their ratings can go. They're still going to have plenty of money that they need a kick in the pants to kind of. Uh, Get their creative juices flowing in the right direction. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, and it's you know it's,
1: it's just yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of funny in hindsight. I mean, us we we spend a lot of time, unfortunately, bashing the WWE's direction on the show, and, and that's not something we ever want to do. No, but you know we love we will we love professional wrestling. That's why we do a pod, dedicated podcast to it. That's why we watch it, you know, as much as we can every week. But it's kind of funny that all these guys who were cons- once considered like WWE rejects, they never make it and they're the ones legitimately changing how WWE functions as a whole.
0: Yeah. And I wanted to ask you real quick. Let's get into some quick psychosids real quick if you don't yeah, mind. Yeah. Sure. Uh this whole Twitter exchange between Seth Rollins and pretty much the well, Will Ospreay mainly, but the the, the you know, the independent scene. Yes uh i found fascinating i don't know what you thought (laughs) i was i found found it fascinating i was interested like it was the initial argument the initial
1: back and forth um it seemed childish on seth rollins part i i think it it's initially like that first bit of arguing it did not look good on seth rollins part and you know i get it like yeah, you're very proud. You're the champ. you got to represent the WWE. It's been the prime place forever. Um, but also, at the same time, just supposed to be supporting guy. I, I don't think Will Ospreay meant any harm when he initially replied to uh, Seth Rollins' original tweet. And it just escalated into this big, you know, just big, ugly argument that just, I think it made yeah. Seth Rollins look really bad it was a peeing eh. contest at some point it was yeah. it was a huge yeah it was just it, it just looked
0: really bad and small and petty for him small small is the best word there to use for it that was that was the that was my main complaint against Seth Rollins was if you truly feel and if we're being fair and honest WWE in wrestling is the top you know the top dog and he's one of the top guys he's a universal champion uh he's kind of punching down in a way, yes, yes, and and nobody is going to take the play. Nobody's going to take the side of the guy who's punching down. Nobody ever does. No, not
1: at all. The, the word I think the worst part of it was that bank uh, that bank checked account. my bank account statement. Yes, like come on, bro. You you're part of this. You know this era of wrestling where, um, you know, th- these guys are fighting for more money for everybody. I mean, obviously themselves, but trying to change wrestling for the better for everybody. So everybody yeah. makes good money and then you want to drop that line down on on somebody who's aspiring to to help change the wrestling like that was uh, it, it it legit made me feel like seth rollins is a bit of a sellout to the nature of of yeah. wrestling it, it like i was getting i it was getting, a little bit gross but,
0: to me is it, that weird it, it felt it, gross I, I felt dirty reading that yeah uh, it, 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 everybody knows his bank account's gonna be better i mean who cares that's I'm. I'm. I think anybody at any profession, honestly, their main goal is to be able to do something they love and make a lot of money from it. That would be your top goal, without a doubt. In anything, including professional wrestling, and nobody can sit here and say that Seth Rollins is a bad wrestler. He's probably one of the better ones they have. He's very good. He's very talented. And I'm saying all this as a guy who I love. I I love Seth Rollins matches. I think he's very good, but he's not one of my favorites. As weird as that may sound. Yeah. Uh, but it's just that it's. And everybody knows that Will Osprey's is very, very good. Uh, he's one of the bigger names on the independent scene for sure. Uh, but it's and let's go ahead and say this too, real quick. Um, just the other day, uh, Seth Rollins did come out and with a very good tweet, I thought that kind of apologized for everything, and I and it felt and it seemed sincere to me, so I liked it. Yes, I mean it takes a big man to do that, uh, so I was cool with that. But I'm with you, the whole. The whole thing was just like a back and forth, which I thought was very fun. Until the whole bank account thing. I mean, who, who does that? You know, that's just that's like that's what uh, when somebody's punching down. Um, let's say it's like somebody's punching down, and then who they're punching down to gets a nice little punch to the gut. And they're like, "Well, you know, I'm not going to just sit around and look at my bank account." You know, it's terrible, right? Like, I mean, for, for you, you're you know you you're an artist. Yeah, a if, poor if, one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> i don't even have a nintendo switch yet
1: <laughs> but you know what I mean? if you if you went to like your you know a guy like i mean who's some some great artists that inspire you, no, like you know scotty
0: I mean? young let's use scotty young he's a yes. big time comic book uh he works for marvel he, he i love his art that would be like him comparing his bank account to mine if we got into some spat for whatever reason which i don't think he's a i've met him a couple times very nice guy but, it, you know, there would be no reason for him to even do that. Of course his bank account's going to be – I would hope. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> bigger than mine. Yeah. Sorry.
1: Yeah, your art's terrible because my bank account's bigger than yours. That's – I mean, that, that would – that's Yeah, that's crushing. stupid. <laughs> it's, it's awful. It's a, it's a horrible sentiment that, I mean, I don't know. It looked bad. He, yeah, that, that apology that he did make on Twitter was – it did feel 100% sincere. I think Seth was just caught up in the moment, but – I think so too, yeah. And – but the, the, you got to be careful. You got to be yeah, careful. Yeah.
0: The bank account comparison would be like if uh, let's take you know I was a Goldberg fan when I was a kid, so I'm not <laughs> knocking Goldberg at all. But if you think, but during his prime or even now, honestly, uh, if anybody said Goldberg was the best wrestler, nobody who was a wrestling fan would, even if they were a Goldberg fan, would say that's true. It's not true. He's not the best. But I guarantee his bank account is better than quite a few others.
1: It, exactly. I mean, we see it. We see it all the time. And the, uh, I mean, there's there's a lot of really great undiscovered indie talent that yeah. does not get paid as, what they deserve. And there's guy, there's people on TV every week that, you know, it's not for me to say that they truly deserve it, but I see a little bit more heart, passion, and drive in these guys making uh, lesser money than the people yeah. on TV. So I mean, at I, one
0: point, I mean, at one point, you just got to remember this: WCW had both Goldberg and Eddie Guerrero. And Goldberg made way more money than Eddie. I would I'm a making a giant assumption there, but I know it's true.
1: No, I would um I would probably agree with you based on the way both characters were used on uh WCW television. That's one hundred percent fact. Yeah. And, you know, that's yeah. It I mean, I think it was great PR for Seth to apologize publicly on uh on Twitter. I, yeah, I, I think and, it was also, very smart on his part.
0: Yeah. And I think I also should point out that we all Osprey accepted it too yeah so i think they're fine now Uh, i don't think there's ever a real true like anger between the two
1: no there's actually a picture that emerged after the argument started about seth at a hiding behind the curtains at an evolve show or some show um just to watch a will osprey match so that's why i was like taken aback by it all yeah but also
0: also at the same time uh like i agree with all this but also at the same time like what is seth Rollins supposed to think he should think he's the best you know, I would want any wrestler who, or honestly in any sport, not even just professional wrestling, if you're one of the top people, or if you're in a sport at all, if you're in a professional sport, you should believe that on any given day, you can be the best at that, at that sport. 100%.
1: 100%. They have to, they fully, they really, truly have to believe in that. So.
0: Yeah. Like, let's, let's use basketball. Cause that's a sport I know. And you know, football, but do you think there was ever a day that Michael Jordan, once he made the pros, didn't think he was the best player in the sport? Right. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's 100% accurate. And, yeah, you have to have that mentality, no matter where you're at financially, no matter where what position you're at. You know, it's it's. some people see it as cockiness. I see it as confidence. Always have. Always will. Yeah, same. So, all right.
0: Yeah. Just don't compare bank just accounts. Just don't compare bank accounts. That's, yeah. yeah. That's just the There's lowest none. thing you could do. Um. Yeah. All right. Was there any other was there any other psycho SIDS you wanted to discuss? That was just the one that I thought um, of just now.
1: You know, actually I don't think we really have to run down AEW Fighter Fest. Um, do you want to just talk about the Paul Heyman Eric Bischoff uh, thing?
0: Uh before we do that, there is one thing from Fighter Fest that I do want to okay, discuss. Yeah, yeah. And that kind of made the psycho SIDS too. So, uh the chair shot heard around the world. Yep. Cody Rhodes took an unprotected, which I think is the biggest part of this deal here, an unprotected chair shot to the head that opened him up pretty good, uh, from Sean Spears, uh the former Dillinger, Mr. uh top ten himself. <laughs> and it looked pretty gruesome. He I mean he he was opened up in the back of his head. It was it so, was ugly. Uh, it was real ugly. It was very ugly. Um I don't know how you feel, man. I'm very curious to what you think, especially since you were in the sport and you're still very much involved with the sport um, for me as just a wrestling fan the most I've never stepped in the ring so please note that this is just me as a wrestling fan who really likes wrestlers and I, and I even like them as people so I want them to be able when they're in their 70s to still have all their lights on upstairs right, right. you know that's my main concern with this kind of stuff now they did say they come out I've heard all kinds of stuff that the chair was gimmicked but the, it didn't work right or whatever, uh, but you know, next time if you're gonna do that, just put your freaking hand up, Cody. Please, man, I want you to be around for a yeah, while. Yeah, that was
1: bad. It, it was a bad look. I mean, it kind of. I, I don't. I don't know if it was accidental. <laughs> yeah, it, it, yeah, have I it don't accidental. Know like if if Spears maybe hit him too early, or but I think Spears is a little bit more better than that. Um, yeah, I, I, it was just it was it was rough. I mean, it was like. Oh, cool, Attitude Era stuff, chair shot to the, un, you know, unprotected chair shot to the head, but you got to, again, health is the biggest concern here at this point. And I don't want to see Cody, you know, just destroy his, like literally destroy his body. And, you know, I'm not yeah. talking about, like, you know, taking crazy bumps and stuff, but, like, the concussion stuff and, and all that, just to put AEW, AEW on the map, I just.
0: Yeah, they're already on the yeah. map. It was not needed. Uh, They could have done anything with that chair that was a lot safer than that, that still would have got the point across. I mean, Spears could have came in and just gave him his finisher, whatever he wants to use, and it would have done just as much uh, to get that point across that they are going to be in a feud, obviously. So they they didn't need to do that. I was, honestly, I was really into the show. I am a giant Cody Rhodes fan. I like him a lot. Uh, But that really took me out of it honestly, for a little bit. I was like, man, why did he do that? <laughs> it reminded me hugely of... Uh, one of my favorite all-time wrestlers is Mankind Mick Foley. Freaking love that man. I'll go back and watch his matches all the time. But some of them are very tough to watch, especially the infamous one where he's taking on the rock and he gets hit with those chair shots over and over and over yeah. again. That's a hard watch for me now because I know uh, the damage is really done to him. So I just can't... when. Uh, you know, when you become a real fan, to me, you actually care about also the safety of these wrestlers—not only your own entertainment, but their safety. One so, hundred uh, percent. I—that's I, why I was taken out. Yeah,
1: I feel you. Yeah, even back to the mankind thing, like, look at him. He just—I I went to a meet and greet with him, and he was like muttering to himself, the, like in between yeah. conversations with people, and it's—it's it's sad. It, it like it hurts because. Well, I mean, look, look at I mean, yeah, McFoley's up there in age, but some of these guys, some of these legends, can still at least move around a little bit enough to put on like a a decent match at an indie show. And I'm not talking about yeah. like a five star classic, but they can actually get in the ring and and work. And and Mick Foley is beaten up to the point where he just he can't do that anymore. You know what I mean? He yeah, he. I mean, he had to get double knee surgery.
0: Yeah, you know it. Uh, it's it's just he's done so much to his body just to. You know, well, obviously because he has passion for the yeah. sport, but also, you know, entertain the fans. Uh, and he knew going in that he didn't, he couldn't be a Shawn Michaels because that's not who he was. But that didn't mean he needed to do all those things. I think in retrospect, I don't know if he would do half of that stuff he did because <laughs> uh, he didn't need it. I mean, his personality to me was enough. That's what got him over with me initially was uh, his promos. Yes. so absolutely uh, money. But it's just. It's just I hate I I hate it. This is just me personally. I'm not again. I'm going to say this again. Never been in the ring. I'm just saying as a person who loves wrestling and and really enjoys what the professional wrestlers do and and really appreciate how much they entertain me throughout these years. Uh, I want them to be able to have a really good life even after wrestling.
1: Absolutely, you know the ability to still make money for their fam- for themselves for their families. Yeah, you know long after their their you know it's their full time. You know. Career aspect of it is done, just to be able to keep going. But um, yeah, I always worry about that with with guys like Cody who are going to take that risk. Um, Even now, the former Dean Ambrose, uh, John Moxley, you know what I mean. He's back. He's back in his hardcore um, element, which he made. You know that was how he really got noticed. And you know him, Joey Janela. They just had a really great. Match, I think it was. That was the unsanctioned one, right? That was the main event. Yeah. Um, yes. So you know what I mean. You got to be careful with that. I seen, oh, the thumbtacks through the the feet, and then I, I think I seen that Joey Janela's. Yes. Oh, they yeah, they did that. So part. I'm just like, uh, you know, that's like nerve wracking yes.
0: I've stepped on Legos <laughs> before, and I can't imagine. Oh was, yeah, that's awful. And I've right. stepped
1: through it like a nail, and I can't imagine a bunch of like thumbtacks yep. going through. Ugh,
0: too much. I've, st- I've stepped on one thumbtack before and did not enjoy the experience whatsoever. I couldn't imagine multiple thumbtacks. <laughs> yeah, I can't uh, I can't do that one.
1: Um, but yeah, but but oh, yeah. other than, overall, I, I think AEW is heading in the right direction. That they're, they're appealing to I everybody. So everybody's case, there's still like a, a lot of people who love those death matches. Those, you know, yeah, juggla- and, and juggalettes. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> those kind of you know that that, yeah. that um.
0: species of people Uh (laughs) and also I think it's important to say that uh, Tony Khan came out and said that that's not going to be something that they're going to do going forward Uh, he made that very clear um, that they weren't going to have chair shots like that and I think that's one thing that while we do constantly say negative things about WWE and they deserve a lot of it uh, they've to me come a long way when it comes to uh, like concussion protocols and stuff and pro wrestling uh, and they should be applauded for that cuz they to me that's that's why once they stopped doing uh, chair shots to the head i honestly when i thought about it i didn't miss it
1: yeah i i have to agree too um with that it, again going back to just wrestler safety longevity um health and for NWE's sake protecting their own ass down the road with for the, from lawsuits yes. yes um you know they they've been in court forever dealing with lawsuits from previous wrestlers and and, and and all of that for health stuff. So um, I think it's smart on their part that they went on that, in that direction as a whole, and AEW, I think, is for the most part going to follow suit.
0: Yeah, I think they will too. Uh, and also, they're technically still a brand-new company. There's going to be growing pains. Yeah. Uh, you're going to have to learn lessons, sometimes the hard way to make you better. Um, uh, you know, I think – I also heard that this was kind of Cody's idea too for this for this spot, and maybe in his head he was thinking this is this is really kind of another way we can show we're different, which I get. You do want to be different. You don't want to be the same thing that WWE's putting out. You want to be different. Uh, but, you know, take care of yourself. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Um,
1: all right. I think that does it. Why don't we head into the uh, the yep. Bischoff and, and Heyman segment, uh, which I think – Shocked a lot of us last week. Um, I don't know if you guys touched on it at all, you no, and Chris, we didn't. Um, but this was mine. It blew my mind. It really did. I think the news broke like yeah. Saturday, last Saturday, um, so the end of June, like the end of June, going into this week, and I was legitimately surprised, a little worrisome at first, but then I was like, "This is genius." Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, I mean, obviously this went viral. It was a pretty big deal that Heyman was going to be kind of uh, taking the reins of Raw and Bischoff taking the reins of SmackDown. Uh obviously WWE knew they needed to do something. The ratings have been really in a, in, in the doghouse. It's been in the garbage yeah. uh, for a couple for like a month or two now. So they needed to do something. Uh, part of me was a little concerned at first when they mentioned those two names just because it's like we're just going to go back in time again. Right. You know, how's this gonna be new or fresh and that's nothing against those two obviously uh they're the reason that they're that wrestling fans know them is because they did some really smart intelligent things for when they were in charge of their uh, respective companies uh, but you know it's this is uh this is 2019 this is a different era uh, some of the stuff you did back then I don't think you can get away with now no so uh, I was very concerned but also uh, you know, the 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 teenager in me was very really happy because those were like two big figures in my life when I was a teenager. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was in ECW, I loved ECW stuff, and I loved WCW stuff at the right. time. So this was a big deal for me, especially if I was 19. But uh, then we got Raw and actually watched Raw. And for the first time in a while, if I'm being completely honest, I was actually like this is, this feels fresher and especially compared to the last couple weeks, much improved for me. Very, very much so. Um,
1: yeah, and and what surprised me too is that they weren't expected to just dive headfirst into it. It was supposed to be a slow transition, but you can instantly feel the change when it came. And, and you know, these, these two are very, very incredibly knowledgeable still. I don't know if you watch uh, how, how much time you spend on YouTube – but uh, Inside the Ropes, have you ever seen that
0: channel? No, but please oh, tell me dude, more. I might they, be looking it up. Look today. it
1: up. They interview all these wrestlers. You get, like, a really in-depth uh, knowledge, a lot of guys. Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are, at least Paul Heyman is, is a frequent guest. Eric Bischoff has been before, but they have these clips where Paul Heyman is still, you know, th- these guys are still talking creatively. And I'm like, wow, he's actually s- he's smart. One of the things he did say, which I did like, and this was this uh, this um, video was released, I think back in in March, is that well, it's essentially what AEW is doing. WWE television focuses way too much on storytelling, and that not just in not in a match sense, in backstage videos, and in, right. in promos and stuff like that. They focus. I mean, three hours of television on on a Monday. And I don't even think there's, there, there might be an, a total hour of wrestling. That's, like, that's exhausting. That's exhausting. People want to see, see wrestling, but you can still have stories, you know, happen of it. He he said that was an issue. He talked about, um, Eric Bischoff did an interview for, with Inside the Ropes about why the general manager um, position doesn't work anymore. And why brand extension uh Doesn't work anymore. It so because the way that they the WWE has used it, so which I think those are you know interviews. Usually, everybody should look you know go look up, listen, um, you know listeners and Johnny included. Uh, It's really in depth stuff, and I I like that they they these videos are getting attention now because I think that's going to be the direction that the East slowly starts to go into with the next couple months and more more wrestling, more action, less talking.
0: Yeah, I think you still need some of the talking, but definitely for sure WWE has way way too much focused on that aspect of pro wrestling instead of the actual wrestling, which is I think for most of us as wrestling fans, find really sad because they have so much talent. They got so many good wrestlers. Let them do what they do. Yeah.
1: That that's that's always been the issue. I think Paul, like of course they still answered to Vince McMahon, but um, yeah. you know I think that's the most important thing is if it is for Paul, for Paul and Eric to let these guys be themselves. You know we all know how well Paul Heyman is with character development. He excelled at it. He let CM Punk actually be CM Punk uh, when when he was in charge of any creative control. He let him say what he had what he wanted to say didn't care about the didn't give him lines, he just let him be. And CM Punk was a great character throughout his entire tenure with, you know, Ohio Valley Wrestling, with E C uh E C W, um, and when, when he was actually on the main roster and a in a main feature. So I think yeah. that's gonna be a good well, thing I mean, for let's, those. Guys. Let's even
0: I agree. I mean, let's even go back. He's got a really good track record of that. I mean, he kinda did the same with Stone Cold when Stone Cold was in E C W yes. he let him actually talk. Yes. And look, where that, look what happened. I mean, holy holy cow, could you imagine Stone Cold not doing promos now? No. You can't. Uh, I mean, Mick Foley, he let Mick Foley did some like eye-opening promos for ECW. Uh, so it's, he's got a track record of of knowing when a guy is talented and letting them talk in promos that didn't feel near as scripted as they feel now, uh, which really helped, I feel. Uh, but, you know, from the opening match on Raw – uh, between if you had told me that I would have liked the match between uh, you know, Strowman and Lashley like a month ago, I would have laughed at you. Like I wouldn't have cared at all, one way or the other. But they actually made this one interesting and how they ended it was fantastic, and then you get uh, you know, them cussing on air over it. Yeah, Corey
1: Graves swearing on air after uh after Strowman tackled Lashley through the uh the,
0: the entrance stage, which is really, really cool. Um Yeah. Very awesome spot and looked pretty safe, too, at the same time. Uh, so I really like that spot a lot. I went back and watched it a couple times. I, I thought it was
1: very well executed and, and very yep. well done. Um, the reaction was really good. I think I, they have a, they got a thank you, Heyman chant or thank you, Paul chant going in the crowd. <laughs> yes. So like that's a good sign, I would definitely say. Um, yeah, I mean, that's a step in the right direction. It really, truly is for the E. Uh, needs to needs to be done. It just needed to be done. I would get rid of like these. I don't know who their booking committee is, but I would just get rid of them and just get just have Paul and Bischoff just have everything ready to go. I really truly would. Um, I, yeah. I have I have faith in both of them to turn WWE around into something enjoyable, something that I will contemplate you know, once the fall season hits contemplating turning off a bad Monday night football game for a, for Monday night raw programming. Uh, and it's been a, it's been a probably three or four years since I've can, can honestly say that, uh, I've been like that. I've had that mentality. Um, yeah. you know, it's just, yeah, it's, it, it's been, it's been a really weird period for me, uh, these last four or five years be, as a wrestling fan, just being like, Oh, this is cool. And then, eh, not so much. There's the, the, bad outweighed the good. It really did.
0: Yeah. Um, and also both of those guys, both Heyman and, and Bischoff, uh, have this one quality that I think is very important for any creative person in that, um, they know that there's going to be times where they are, they will fail at something they try, but they're not afraid to still try. Yes. Uh, and I think that's quite important to do, uh, if you want to keep something fresh, and because who knows, maybe one of those things you try, uh, is going to work. You never know. Yeah, you re- you really never know. Uh, they
1: are super persistent, and yeah, I just I can't. I'm trying to imagine what this, you know, this era of Bischoff and Heyman is going to be like. I, I really trying to picture. I think I I have an idea of what Paul Heyman's raw is going to look like but I'm relatively curious about
0: what Bischoff's SmackDown is going to look like because yeah I, yeah I'm with you on that. I think Paul is has more of a personality that's more well known. So uh it'd be it'll be easy to kind of feel his uh his feelings or his imprints on the yeah, show. Yeah, he's very outspoken. Very outspoken. Where, yes, very where much Bischoff so. is a
1: little bit more I think reserved personally. And but, you know, there's a creative genius in there. Um, oh, yeah. 100 oh, yeah, percent. I mean, WCW went down yeah. the shitter when when they got rid of, I mean, essentially knocked Bischoff down a peg and put Russo in as their creative guy. So I I, I think he's got a lot to offer um, Smackdown, which has always been the better, which at, at least the last couple of years has been the better brand. Um, as far as wrestling content goes, um, I always consider myself a SmackDown guy. Even back in like 2003, yeah. I remember the the it was the WWE second draft, but it was in like 04, and I was so excited. I was telling my dad like, "Oh, dad, we got oh, we got Triple H, and we got this. We got the Dudley Boys." He's like, "Why are you saying we? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you saying we? Like it's your?" I'm like, "Oh, I guess I don't know, but you know, just."
0: No, that's because you're a fan. Yeah. If you're a fan of any team, I mean, I'm a, I'm a giant. I'm not even afraid to admit this, though. I really should be at this point. I'm a giant Charlotte Hornets fan. Always have yeah. been, and we've never, we haven't been good in in decades, right. Matt, in decades. <laughs> but I still say we when I'm discussing. That right. Team.
1: Yeah. It's just it's, yeah. It's weird with wrestling to to use that we term. It really is. Foot like sports. Like other sports, I can understand, but like. You know, in hindsight, with with wrestling, it was a little, it was a little weird because I was still watching both shows as a dedicated fan. Um, but yeah. yeah, it was like I've always been a SmackDown guy, and I really want to see Eric Bischoff take it to new heights. Um, it has been, it has been the the premier show um, for a while from a wrestling standpoint. The balance is, you know, it tipped a little bit more towards wrestling than entertainment, even though there are some bright spots. And you know, for Kofi Kingston, who's in this first historic run, which I'm not going to say has been terrible, but um, Kofi's definitely been Kofi and the New Day continually have been the highlight of the Blue Brand, and you need to build around that same same light as it you know as a football team right now. Kofi and uh, Xavier Woods and Big E, those are like that's your quarterback, running back, and wide receiver. You have to build a quality show around those guys to make people want to sit in and tune into it for 2 hours and wait to get to Kofi yes. instead of changing the channel ah, yes. and waiting till 9:30 or so when you know Kofi
0: or those guys are probably going to be on you absolutely have to do that yeah i, I agree i agree with 100% and they have the talent there to do that uh that's the key is how you use yes. them uh so I, I i'm with you 100% you got to have your top stars but also uh, you know like I think WCW is a great example. I didn't just, even though I was a giant Goldberg nerd at the time, uh, I didn't just watch, you know, Nitro for Goldberg. I watched for, uh, you know, Eddie Guerrero. I watched for Billy Kidman. I watched for uh, DDP. You know, there's these other guys who weren't at the top quite yet that I would go uh, like, oh, I can't wait to see this, this guy or this, or this girl on, on the screen. And, uh, you need that. You you need that desperately. You got to have more than one character that people kind of are like gravitate towards for one reason or another.
1: Yes, you one hundred percent do. Just top to bottom. Like I don't like. I found myself a lot, and I don't know if I'm jaded towards pro wrestling because of my time in it when I was active or what. But when you're watching the show, like I used to just be able to sit down and watch the show straight through. Don't change the channel. I'd, I'd run yep. to go grab food during a commercial and come, you know, come right back to the television. Um, but it's like if you see a certain if I see a certain wrestler on there that I don't think is being written well, their their product is boring. I will just lose interest in the entire show, um, which I've yeah, I've same. done it many a times on the raw brand. Baron Corbin. Uh, you know what I mean? You see, him say, yes. Jesus yes. Christ, why is this guy still the focal point of the show? Um, I will legit change to the channel. I mean, I've,
0: I've even done that with with how bad their writing's been here lately. I've even done that with wrestlers I previously really liked, about. right? So uh, that's saying something. Cause I mean, I, I you know, I definitely don't, do not want to give examples just because I like these guys, like these uh, people. <laughs> but there have been some where I'm like, man, I used to. I remember back when I really, really enjoyed this person's work and it, just the current creative direction i'm just like hey, i just don't i just don't care i'm not even that i bored i just don't care one way or the other anymore. right right which is you know that's
1: that sucks it really does yeah. it, it it's it stinks and then you know some of these guys who receive pushes and i'm talking about like years ago they go off in the indies and they have these really great interesting careers that people follow like the cody Rhodes and stuff but when you're watching them on your own television every week for wwe well whether they make it on tv or not Um, it'll legit uninvest you from a character, which is the most dangerous thing you can do. Uninvest you from a a certain wrestler,
0: um, you know, with with poor writing. Absolutely would. Yes. I think uh, I'll actually use this guy as an example. I think Dolph Ziggler is a great example. Yes,
1: 100%. Yeah.
0: A guy who I know is very good, who I actually like his wrestling. I think he's very good. He just needs to yell a little less when he's doing his promos, but I think he's still a great promo. Uh, but man, like the way they had done his character for years, I was like, I just don't care if he's on the screen anymore. The last time I was even remotely invested with him was when he had that really good program with The Miz not too long ago. Uh, but other than that, I was like, man, I, I, here recently, I didn't even care that he came back, and I should care because I like the guy.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Like that's that's the worst thing too. He had all this build up, and now it's just like meh, meh. I don't even yeah. know. I don't even know what's going on anymore. So, so yeah, there's a lot to be. Uh, there's a lot of interesting. We is in an interesting another transition period right now. Uh, yes, which, which is much needed. Uh, Johnny, I did want to make a little uh, a bit of a list with you. I I want um, between the two of us uh, five expectations of this. You know, of Bischoff and Heyman uh, taking okay, over. Um, you know, what what are your, some of your expectations? We'll, we'll, we
0: can kind of bounce off each other, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well. I'm just gonna go from raw. From what I saw in this past raw, uh, the, a lot of things they did I really liked. There's some directions I liked. Uh, one of my favorite things that I saw was they'd been teasing it forever. They knew that everybody knew, and they were trying to be smarter than the smart marks in, in a way that the club they were all on the same, uh, you know, on the same yes. side. Like you had those, and they finally, finally put them together. Thank you. Now let them go run amuck on the company. <laughs> You know that that will get them over. Yeah, I mean that's a that's
1: a big thing too, right? Baylor's not included in that though, unfortunately, right? It's it's, no, just, not, AJ, not yet, it's just AJ, it's AJ and uh, Gallows and Anderson, right? Which I think is right. which I think it's great. Um, you know, that's an important thing too. Heyman knows uh, that people know about the Bullet Club, and you know the, the club. Uh, that's why. Even Triple H knows. That's why he threw himself in that matchup in Japan, even though it should have been Finn Balor. But they're getting you know, he's trying to be edgy and cool. <laughs> Spotlight Stealer. Um but that's you know, that's something you can do. AEW is good yeah. because it acknowledges indie wrestling, good indie wrestling. WWE, this is this is a very smart option. And I think it's gotta be it's it's mostly Paul Heyman that's like Dude, push it to the moon. Give it to the moon. You're giving AJ Styles yeah. a faction between two guys, although they haven't been used properly, are very, very but, but good now, yeah. wrestling talents.
0: And, and now you use them properly, and look what they can do. Uh, and on top of this, that thing is kind of leads to my expectation, uh, really, is uh, just take some of this talent that you know you have and at the same time do not treat the audience like they're like they're newbies yes. every time because they're not newbies. That's what WWE's kind of been doing to me for, in my opinion, for a while, is they treat like every raw like it's somebody's first time watching raw, and I, I guarantee you every once in a while that's going to be the, the truth that somebody's first time tuning in. But as a if you're a fan of, uh, like I use the show, you remember the show Lost was oh, yeah. out years yep, ago. Yep, yep, yep. All right, so I, I love Lost. So I'm not. This is not a negative in my opinion at all. But I didn't catch on until the second season. I, I missed the entire first, first season. First season, great. And I, yeah, yeah I mean, I've, I've seen it since then, obviously. <laughs> but, but literally, I caught the first episode of season two, and they did just a short little uh, showing you what happened on season one, and jumped right into season two, and it just took off from there. And I was hooked. I didn't know anything about anything, and I was hooked. So what I'm trying to say is, you can do that kind of same thing with Raw and SmackDown. Uh, sure, keep these little short. Uh, you know, replays of stuff that's recently happened for your storylines, but man, don't dwell on it. Like, don't don't act like people don't know what's happening. Right. People, oh, they
1: very well aware. Uh, <laughs> we, I mean, us, we're very. I don't know. We love we love wrestling. We know every little detail. We catch on all that stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I I have to agree with that one. Uh, another one I would like to do is to you know for. I just think I need edgier storylines, more realistic storylines. That their attempts at some of these edgier storylines have been uh, lackluster at best. Like we had the whole the USO and the uh, what's her name, because uh, oh, I can't think of her name. She tried to lure her to the hotel. Oh, Mandy Rose. Rose. He tried to lure her to the hotel. Yeah. Like that was their way of being edgy. I'm gonna need a little bit more than that. I'm gonna need. I don't want full on attitude era. Okay, I don't want a lot of the nonsense that went on in the Attitude era even in hindsight, but I do want this edgier adult product um that can be done safely. I mean, we all the I think the aiming for the kids thing is is um it's okay. But you can still be edgy and aim for kids. You can, you know, push away the yes. the, the uh like the sex, drug references. Um I don't even think you need a whole lot of blood. Um Really, but you can still be edgier and more adult themed, yet still aim for kids. Because yeah. um, that's that's yeah, I agree that's Where AEW is succeeding is that they're it's all around entertainment. They're, I mean, obviously, it's a you know it's a it's a generalized product, but AEW just put on a hardcore match, and you know what I mean. But the, and they're still like have an audience with a younger generation. They're doing all these things for like autistic yeah. kids, where they get the the headphone. Uh, the noise blockers and all that stuff, and you know, it, you can. It still works. WWE can do that. Still sell t-shirts, and yeah, it, it still make it work.
0: Yeah, yeah. Kids are not stupid. They are not stupid. They can catch on to stuff that you may not think they can. For one, uh, I mean, let's look at other sports. I think that's what WWE should do. Look at other sports for great examples of having a product that. Uh, is you would think it's mainly for adults, but kids can get into it too. I think NBA basketball. I mean, that's just going to be one, that's the one I know. so That's the one I'm going to use as an example. Does a really good job of uh, pushing their stars. Like you know who their stars yes. are. Uh, they're still adults. Like mainly adults are into this, but kids love these basketball yeah. players. They know who they are. Like I, I can't. I guarantee you, any kid who has remotely any passing. Knowledge of basketball will know who Steph Curry is. You know, for everybody. Kids shoots a three-pointer. Yeah. Curry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, ex- exactly. Uh, so uh, even in video games right now, uh, what if uh, if you make like an impossible thing happen, you call it a Kobe. Yes, you know, and that's a basketball reference. So wrestling can kind of do the same thing, uh, where they look at the sports like football and basketball. I mean, football probably a great example because obviously Vince is a big football fan. Uh, you know, and you can look at football and be like. What are they? What are they doing over there? Uh, that's appealing to both kids and adults. Yet it does not feel like a kid product. Right. Yeah, one hundred percent. One hundred percent agree. Um,
1: all right. Uh, you got any other ones?
0: I think. I think my main thing for just for WWE going forward would be you. You have to. This is a giant expectation of mine, and I hope it happens. Since they have new. Uh, People kind of running stuff. The era of the scripted promos got to go. One hundred percent agree. It ha- it has to go. Uh, it's it's ruining so many people who could have otherwise gotten themselves over. Uh, I don't. I think giving bullet points for things you wouldn't get across is completely fine. But let them put it in their own words. Yes. To me, to me, that was one of the biggest things that really hurt Roman Reigns when he was in his early run. Uh, it was his promos were so scripted and you could tell that wasn't who he was. It didn't feel authentic to who he was. It just didn't seem like it seemed like he was lying. And that's what half of those feel like. The biggest thing you need to do is let these people try to either sink or swim on their own. And the ones who can swim are gonna swim to the top, and that's what you need. Yeah,
1: I mean you can guide them along, but you gotta let them be them. Um that, that yes. is a complaint that has been around forever. Is well, I mean at least it as long since you know, I started watching wrestling again back in 03. Is that, you know, a couple years went by and then everybody started sounding cookie cutter. Same promos. You know, yes. it just people didn't feel like themselves. And you can almost tell the frustration out of me it in, in you know, um, interviews with like radio show hosts about how these guys, they just, you know, it, and some people just lost their creative freedom. That's like, that's how bad it's been. Yeah.
0: Let them be them. Um, I think it's important, and let and let them kind of give you some ideas too on their character, who they feel their character uh, would what what they would say or not say in certain situations. Yeah. because they they should know better than anybody else. Yeah, I mean they could you they know. could
1: still. I mean I'm not going to say heavily script them, but they can
0: come up with bullet points right. and
1: guide them. It working exactly. with the wrestler hand in hand instead of just being like oh here, here you go we came up with this this is what you yes. got to do if you actually cont- a, yes. are in touch with your wrestlers, and um, that's what these guys are getting i mean these guys are getting paid for to make these wrestlers look good and they're just handing them stuff you know handing them stuff that takes little uh, little contact with the wrestlers that so they don't, really don't truly know these guys um which is you know it's it's unfortunate and, and very sad in it. it it has killed a lot of careers in the last 15 years in wwe uh that that yes. void of between wrestlers and the writers, um, it's been huge, big difference.
0: Yeah, all uh, you know, being authentic is, I think, is a big thing. People can tell when you're not. I mean, you can tell. Uh, it you have to be more authentic, and also, in doing so, you need to you need to know the strengths and weaknesses of each of your talent. Uh, some of them may be better at this type of thing, and the others might not be. I mean, it's just it's just going to be a given that some people are not going to be near as talented. Uh, talkers as they are wrestlers, right. and that's fine. Uh, so don't make them talk as much, and just let them so wrestle more. I mean, yep. you just need yes, go to their strengths. That's that's a key. That's a giant key here. Is know who your talent is and know what they're really good at, and take what they're good at and really, really shine on that area of them. I mean, I think that's what Paul Hammond was really well known for. I was just going to say
1: that that was that was why ECW worked as long as it did was because he yes. knew what he had he knew his. he knew his. uh he knew his locker room which is super important. Um one more thing I mean at least one more thing that I would like to see from this new era is um keep the brand separated. I I think you need to undo this wild card rule. It's it's so dumb. It keep the brand separated and isolated and make them feel special in their own way. Um this was a yes. thing that Eric Bischoff alluded to in his interview on Inside the Ropes is that you know, the the first time, the first uh, draft lottery, the, the brand split, it, it worked relatively well until they started doing crossover stuff at WrestleMania and, and this and that. Like, it, they, they let it happen too soon. And um, I think there's more of a reference to WrestleMania 20. Um, then it started to slowly, slowly, slowly fall apart um, until it just disappeared. The, the brand split just disappeared. Um the, you know that they had a more recent attempt they said it didn't work because guys were just you can't have the crossover aspect if you're going to build something up and you know I I don't get why like Marvel does this very well um, the MCU does this really well they have so many properties so many people um so many characters that they keep separate until big occasions it needs to go back to that yes. era. These shows have to feel unique. I, I I think it's bullshit that Roman Reigns is a SmackDown guy, but he's still making regular appearances on Raw. He when it was supposed to be like a rotating. The way they made it sound originally it was supposed to be rotating guys in and out to cross over to to Raw. It just just I think it was just terrible writing. Um, just really bad. It's like
0: okay, these guys are our stars. We're gonna let them do whatever the hell they want. That's yeah, it makes it makes the brand split pointless. Yeah. Uh, which is the big thing. If you're going to do the brand split, then do the brand split. So that way when you do have these matches across brands, they mean something because they haven't talked or had any interaction for most of the year instead of seeing each other yes. all the time. You know. Yeah. That's a that makes it a big deal. If you let's say you're building up like one character's getting over really well on Raw and one's getting over really well on SmackDown, uh, us fans are going to start to fantasy book those two together anyway. And that way, when you finally do it, it's going to mean more. We're going to oh, it's going to me it, mean so much more. Well. The they
1: forget what they yeah. did. They did a brand split, or they, they did this draft thing. It was like a month before Survivor Series. and Then they were hyping up this big Team SmackDown versus Team Raw match. But all these, all these guys in the match had all had some kind of angle with each other. Or at least one person from one team had an angle with somebody from the other team. Before this brand split, I it was a few years ago. I can't remember exactly when, but I'm just like, this is stupid. This is so stu-, like stupid. Yeah. Like there it's was dumb. a really who yeah, cares? I don't get. I don't care. In 2004, 2004 had one of the best Raw versus or not was it, no 2005 and one of the best Raw versus SmackDown um, cross promotion matches ever. The elimination style tag team match. It was like. Batista, Rey Mysterio, a couple others and on the other side it was like Kane, Big Show and some other guys and it was built up really well cuz these guys generally stayed away from each other. So for me, yes, I definitely need a complete separation of the brands. I also need brand exclusive pay-per-views again. Um yes, I think th- I think that's <laughs> yeah, that's an important one too. That's how you make stars is brand exclusive yeah. pay-per-views. You give these guys, you know, meaningful matches and, and and push them and build them up as a star on their own right. And then when that cross again, when that crossover happens, it'll mean more. Okay, we got this guy who's really good on raw and then we got this guy who's really good in winning matches on smackdown. Which one is actually better when they when if if and when they finally meet up?
0: Which yeah, I got I got an example for you, like right now. I'll use an example right now that, that I'm that's brewing in my head. This is 100% me fantasy booking, but what if they did it this way? Bray Wyatt has really been getting over here yes. lately, right? Uh, we, we all really like the direction this character's taking. It feels like it's something different. Uh, I'm very excited for him again, which is, I'm so happy because I was a giant fan of his before, and then I got so lackluster on him because of the writing. And now I feel like, man, finally, he's he's doing something. So let him stay on Raw for a year, right? And just don't interact with anybody else on SmackDown. On SmackDown, you got Aleister Black, yeah. right? Who's Who, to me, is also doing a really good job of really promoting his character. I can't wait to see him get in the ring again, too. Uh, keep those two apart for a year. Don't even let them mention each other. And then for whatever reason, uh, that's when you put them together. Yes. Like, I'm already finishing booking these two in a program. And that's when you do it. You wait a year. They never touch. They never interact. And then something happens where they start, you know, going back and forth a little bit. But don't ever let them touch until uh, the pay per view.
1: Yes, that's exactly how it should be. Um, you know, going forward, I I think that's a really those are really good expectations for this new uh, creative direction that WWE is going in. Um, and very uh, they can be done, and I think they really do work. Um, You know, as fans from viewers perspective, I think they'll uh, I think they'll get it and and really appreciate it, too. But um, all right. I think that about does it for today's episode. Johnny, you got anything you want to add, bud? Uh,
0: No, I think just one more quick thing. I think um, hopefully I'm not just being hopeful, but I feel today as of today, I feel a lot better about overall wrestling, not just independent wrestling, but even WWE wrestling than I have in a while. I have a lot more hope now. Uh, so I think that's a good thing. Uh, you know, And honestly, I think it's a good thing for just any professional wrestling fan. If you love professional wrestling, you should want every uh, company or uh, wrestling avenue to do well. And that's yeah, what I one, So I, I got one th- Yeah,
1: one thing that's bugged me a little bit is all the internet back and forth with, oh, AEW's going to put WWE out of business. <laughs> and AEW's garbage. WWE's number one. Um, the more the merrier, the better. The more that we have yes. to access to, the better. Yes. It is. This is
0: like the console wars. This is the console oh, wars. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. And yeah, me and you both do uh, video game podcasts, so we know all about true. that. Uh, it's you cannot put a post about a certain system without somebody destroying the other system. I'm like, why can't we just love all the systems? They're all got great, games yeah, the, for them, great so. stuff.
1: And yeah, I mean that's how re- that's really how wrestling fans should view should should view AEW versus WWE like at I mean as a fo- for me as a football fan I wish the NFL had had competition. I really truly do. It it would you know give me alternative product um to watch and I think it would be good and I think wrestling fans are really really spoiled right now. Um aside from just WWE and AEW, the the access to wrestling as a whole independent Anything is very widely available. Watch it, enjoy yes. it. Nobody's trying to. Nobody sh- should be encouraging companies to put others out of business. Like it's just, I don't know. I think it's just silly, and I think it's. I don't think that's how wrestling fans should be. Uh, personally, but,
0: yeah, because there's real people and real jobs that you're wanting. To yeah, the, the more the more companies yeah. there are, the more jobs in pro wrestling there are, and the better it is for everybody. So, and it's not just wrestlers' jobs you that would right? be losing. Like, let's just say. Let's just throw out that WWE does go under, which is never going to happen. It won't happen for years. But if they do, uh, not only are wrestlers losing their jobs, you got all kinds of people behind the scenes, like who you know who are uh, who have families, yes. who who are not making millions of dollars, who will be losing yeah. their job. One hundred percent. So be a human being. Yes, exactly,
1: <laughs> exactly, Johnny. I think that was very well but said. Yeah, that,
0: that's all I got. That's I, all I got. I'm done. I'm done. I'm just tapping out. <laughs>
1: All right. Yeah, I think that's good on our uh, my end as well. Everybody, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Harley Kayfabe. Uh, we greatly appreciate it. Don't forget, August 3rd, uh, the BICBP Radio Network is presenting the very first Western New York PodCon Showcase. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. we got a lot of events going on, a lot of live shows. Everybody's setting up tables um, that are part of the network as well as some other great podcasts, too, uh, from here in Western New York, from places like Pennsylvania, North Carolina, uh, Florida, and I believe one from California, maybe one from California. But the fact that they're all going to be there uh, putting on a show shows that you know, it's, this is going to be worth your time. I myself am going to be selling a ton of stuff, comic books, uh, toys, cards, like all sorts of things. Uh, come a, I'm actually auctioning off a Nintendo 64 and a GameCube. So, like, legit. I saw that, yeah. So I'm excited. <laughs> I, I want people to come. And I want to make some money. I got, I got a trip to Indianapolis again this year, planned for uh, October 20th. So the more moolah that I have, the uh, I think the little easier going it will be on me.
0: But com- come yeah. su- and just as, And just support the shows because it helps us a lot. I really need to get a Nintendo yeah. Switch. <laughs> and so come support the shows. At
1: 100%. <laughs> I mean, not, there's, there's going to be a lot there. They, they all deserve your, uh, they legit deserve you know, your attention. Yeah.
0: Um, And and whatever you're a fan of, I guarantee there's a show that will be there that will appeal to whatever you're a fan of. 100%. So don't forget, August
1: 3rd, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., 2176 Liberty Drive in Niagara Falls, New York. Only $10 $10 to get through the door. And everything else is whatever you want. There's going to be trivia games, seminars, live recordings all day. I won't harp on it too much, but um, it's important to us. I know a lot of people who are putting in a lot of work to make this event happen. So... Um, yeah, come do that. But uh, I, think that's, I think that's it from uh, myself and Johnny. Uh,
0: yeah. And, and don't forget, real quick, that's, yeah. the, that's the first one. Yeah. The very first one. You want to get on the ground floor. Absolutely. This
1: Yeah. yeah. This, if this goes well, bigger and better things uh, going forward. Maybe maybe a couple different cities, too. Um, but uh, all right. That does it for us here at Harley Cafe. Thank you so much for listening. Count us out. <laughs>